welcome to This Week in Brattleboro History, brought to you by the Brattleboro Historical Society and the Brattleboro Area Middle School. How much would you say you know about the beginning of the Grange? Um, I know enough. I think I, I mean I wasn't around for that because the the Grange is a national organization was founded right after the Civil War and at one point there were local granges all over the country and there's still quite a few although it's they've a lot of them have kind of gone under because they're sort of old fashioned and they served a number of purposes that aren't as obvious anymore but the Grange was formed originally as a sort of farmers collective in the uh, like 1870s, and the reason was that industrialization was becoming a really big force in this country, and farmers were feeling squeezed out by, especially the railroads, which it's hard to imagine nowadays, but at that point, the railroads were taking over the country, and the people who ran the railroads were very wealthy and powerful, and often they would run railroad tracks right through farmland, and then the farmers couldn't get their cows from one side to the other and that kind of stuff. So the Grange was originally formed for several reasons, but that was one of them was to have a more political presence. And the Grange in Guilford was formed in, I think, 1876, and it started by meeting, and it was all farmers because that's who was in Guilford in 1876, and it met in people's homes, and finally in 1896 they got together and built the Grange Hall. And it's been pretty much the same building since then. And the Grange, for many decades, was a very powerful force in Guilford. Most people belonged to it, and it put on all kinds of activities, and it was a social center for the town. People met there. People who later got married met at dances at the Grange. So it was a a kind of vital focal point for the community. us a little bit more about the activities at the Grange back then and now? Sure. I think in the early 20th century, as I said, it was a it was a place people would go on a week- weekend night. On a Saturday night, there was no TV before automobiles even. Um, people couldn't go very far to collect together and, and socialize. And so the Grange was a place where people would go for dances, square dancing was popular, and for various community meals, and the organization took care of if farmer had a disaster of some kind, maybe a barn burned down, something like that, Grange members would come together and, and help rebuild the barn and uh, help out families in need. So it had a sort of a social services function back in that day. In 1961, when Guilford had its bicentennial, there was no Guilford Historical Society, and the Grange, a bunch of Grange members got together and put together the Guilford History, which is this big, thick green book that's kind of an amazing production. And it was all Grange women with, apparently, as I understand it, shoeboxes full of index cards. There were no computers. They did the whole thing genealogies, history, indexing, put out a, like a four or 500-page book, and that was all Grange members 
So it, it kind of shows you the, the breadth of what the Grange did. In more recent years, the Grange has put on brunches that are very popular, Father's Day, Mother's Day, and a Sugar on Snow Supper, which happens in early March, and which is a big community meal activity. And all those things are put on partly to raise the money, or have been, to raise the money to keep the building going. And just to put a little tail on this, uh, a year and a half ago, about a year ago, the uh, Grange was uh, built. The Grange members sold the building to the Broaderbrook Community Center, which is a new nonprofit organization that I'm also involved with. And um, the purpose of that was to allow it to raise really large amounts of money to totally renovate the building, which the Grange membership was unable to do on its own. So it's still a lot, it's still the same in many ways, but also different. How did you first get involved with Grange? When I moved to town, the Grange was a very small and kind of shrinking organization. And it was a little bit mysterious to us newcomers. We knew there was a building there, and there were these members, but it was, you know, it was very old-fashioned. It was a lot of older people, and it was a very small number of people. And there was the danger that it might just go out of business. A lot of granges have simply folded up in, in recent years. The one in Vernon is gone. Brattleboro had one down on Canal Street. Um, a lot of those organizations are gone. And a couple of the surviving people, who, old families who were running, who were members and keeping it going, reached out to those of us who had moved in in the 60s and said, we really need you to help us keep this thing going, keep this building here. And so a bunch of us joined the Grange, were invited to and joined the Grange in the like in the 70s and I think it brought a lot of new it brought some new blood into the organization and it was at down to the point where there were only two or three Guilford families were still running the thing so we 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 have a very broad membership we're a lot more diverse and by the way the Grange organization still exists even though the building has been sold that's been confusing a lot of people so the Grange is now a, a sort of resident of this building owned by somebody else, but as an organization, it's still producing its various events. One of the things the Grange does that's really cool is we give a $1,000 scholarship every year to a BUHS graduate from Guilford for college, and it's one of the things I really feel, feel good about that we do. Ago, you mentioned plays. Mm-hmm. Could you go on? I can go on. So um, the Grange, it's a really funky old building, and Grange halls all tend to have a stage at one end of the meeting hall, and in our case, that's the upstairs. And one of the things uh, that happened that I hadn't mentioned at Grange's in the early 19, in the early 20th century was plays and touring companies would come through, musicals, as I said, square dances, bands would play, and there were little theatricals. Uh, some, some were touring groups that would come through and put on a play. It's a long-gone 
thing. It's been replaced, as you know, by movies, by videos, by going to the mall. But in the old days, that was a really important thing for people. Often it was their only contact with the outside world. It was educational. So we have this cute little stage, and about four years ago, I got the idea to put on a play reading. And a friend of mine, Laura Lawson Tucker, who lives almost right across the street, and runs a wonderful New England Youth Theater program called Theater Adventure. She and I put on this put on this play. I, it was kind of my idea to do it, and she helped by being stage manager and stuff. And we were cleaning up after the play and standing on this stage and saying, wow, here's this stage. We almost never have anything happening here. We should put on some plays. It's kind of a classic thing that people say that they sometimes regret later. So we formed a very informal group called Guilford Center Stage, which, by the way, is a very cute name, we think, because it's in Guilford Center. And there's also a common term, center stage, which means you're on the stage and you're kind of in the spotlight. And we're actually part of the Grange organization. We convinced the Grange members to let us do this by promising that we wouldn't cost it any money you know, that they could help us out, but then we'd always pay it back so that it would be kind of neutral. And Laura and I got together and gradually accumulated a few more people. And in the fall of 2015, we put on our first play. And we had decided that all of, as much as possible, all of the plays we do should be related in some way to us, to our area, to Guilford, to the Grange, to Vermont. And so we've pretty much stuck with that. And we've now done seven productions, and coming up this year we'll probably do two more. We do a play in the spring and in the fall, and it's real community theater, and we've done some neat stuff. We did a play by Charles Henry, who was born in Guilford in 1850, and is the one who painted the curtains, and he traveled all around the state painting these great big theater curtains, and he's the guy with the family troupe, and he invented the idea that if he was going to go to a Grange Hall somewhere and paint a curtain or two, he might as well also bring the entertainment. And so he and his family put on shows, and first they put on plays by other people, and then he decided he could write his own plays. It was kind of a vertical business that he created. His wife sewed the curtains, he painted the scenery, his daughter danced, his, one of his sons was in the plays. It was this amazing enterprise. So we did a play by him, which hardly anybody has ever performed from 1918. And everything else, as I said, that we've done has been uh, either by a Guilford playwright in a couple of cases or had something to do with Guilford. That's a pretty good question, yeah. It's because starting in the middle of the 19th century, it was obviously really different from what it became later. I think it was probably a very enclosed kind of group, and, it, it, and Granges, in order to survive, had to become more public and had to make sure they were admitting anyone who wanted to join. And as an organization, of course, the Grange organization has has changed a lot and is it's now a, a more modern group 
I think it's more accepting of, of diversity. Uh, you have to think back to the society that the Grange was created. It was a very Protestant. It was very white. It was fairly conservative. Originally, the Grange was kind of progressive, but as it went along, it became, you know, as organizations do, it, it became more conservative. And I think that the Granges that have survived have had to change from that and, um, as I say, it, you know, be more accepting of change and so forth. Please join us next week for another story from Rattleboro's past. Yeah.